0: Have you ever struggled with feelings of not being good enough, not feeling worthy enough, maybe not being accepted by others? It's probably something that most of us have struggled with at one time or another during our lives. We invite you to join the Care Pastors on our podcast series, What's the Matter With Me, as we take a look at the origins of shame. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Care Ministries podcast at Brookwood Church, and uh, we're excited to uh, spend some more time with you as we are continuing uh, in our series, What's the Matter with Me? And um, we are getting close to the end, and i um, excited about today's podcast uh, because we're going to get closer to uh, solutions that can help us that honor God. So um, Josh Masters is here with me. Hello As well as Doug Wildman Hey there And then we have a new person at the helm I don't know what that means That we always have either a new person or nobody <laughs>
1: There's a high turnover rate Yes, there position. is <laughs> But
0: Alex is at the helm Hey, Alex And he's waving to you guys He's nodding He's he's affirming that he's He's here. knowingly nodding Knowingly That's yeah. nice He does yep. know Actually, he was educating us about the room we're in So yeah, he was that might be a whole other sound. podcast Yeah Awesome so today we're going to look at um, a solution to, that we use to help us when we're dealing with shame, but it's actually going to take on um, a different twist because when you first hear it, you're going to think it's a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: in reality, it's not, and then it will turn into a good thing. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: So I am going to do the part that's not really helpful it's helpful but i'm going to talk about it'll the part be helpful
1: not, if you talk about what's not helpful not helpful,
0: helpful yes <clears throat> and that is using religion as uh, a solution and at first you're going to think well wait a minute now that's a good thing you tell us to turn to christ you tell us to have a relationship with god we're supposed to um, you know be a part of a church and a small group and all the things that that brookwood talks about and now you're saying no that's not a good thing well, I want to obviously clarify that, and what I mean by that is this: if we talk about the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians five, which says, you know, that we should be experiencing things like love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, and 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 a little bit of a preview of next week, there are some questions that you can ask yourself to see where you are on that continuum. A, a lot of times when people will come to me for help, and guys, you can you can. Uh, talk about this as well. And I asked them about their relationship with God. They can quote scripture. Mm -hmm. They know God's word. They they know what Perry talked about on Sunday, or in this case, what JC talked about last week. But there's no love. There's no joy. There's no peace. There's no self-control. And there's this um, imbalance. There's like a a war going on on the inside of them where in my opinion, they have used religion as the solution to dealing with how they feel, mm-hmm. but they really haven't had that experience with God.
1: Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Have
0: you guys had similar? Oh yes. And so what that drew me to was a scripture in, in second Timothy three, five. And he's, Paul's talking to Timothy about the last days and he's talking about how people will be. And he makes this comment and he says, you know, they will act religious. And this is the New Living Mm -hmm. Translation. He said, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. And the reason I bring that up is, is because there's another way of saying that is that they acknowledge God, but it lacks the power. And so what happens is is people feel bad, they feel shameful. They feel isolated, and so they turn to church. They turn to the scriptures. They turn to a community, but they don't have an experience with Christ. And then what ends up happening is, is they turn to reading the Bible, praying, going to a uh, small group, and all of those things. But on the inside, nothing has changed yet.
1: Right. They're treating it the same mm-hmm. way they treated denial. You know, earlier in our podcast series, right. in the same way that they treated um, self-improvement. They're doing it as a task. Yes.
0: And, and it's interesting that right now we're going through um, Galatians for the summer. Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading in Galatians towards the end in, in chapter 6. And that's where Paul basically says, look, a transformation should occur. That's what if if, if we're talking about freedom, living free, there should be a transformation that occurs. So let me say to the person out there who's going, so should I stop praying, stop, you know, reading my Bible, stop going to small group? No. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Put yourself in that position to receive. But a good question to ask yourself is, is there a transformation that's occurring? And you may be surprised That if one hasn't happened, it could happen, Mm -hmm. you know, yep. because I think there's a lot of people who are putting themselves in position to receive and it hasn't happened, but they hold on to it even harder because that is their solution. It has to work. And if it hasn't worked, then I just need to believe more. I need to try harder. And then again, what Galatians is talking about, I become a slave to the law instead of understanding, as we're going to talk about a little bit in here today, is that it's, it's relationship. Right. You know, that's the piece that's missing. And so... Um,
1: but you're talking about when people approach religion from the perspective of, I can still make this better. Hmm. Right. right. I'm using religion as a tool. It's still yes. me focused. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, it, you know, a couple of weeks ago it was, I can put the blame on someone else. That's good. I yeah. can move away from this Mm -hmm. and then we move to self-improvement i can make myself better Mm. right and so this is just a new version of that where you're using i mean this sounds hard but you're using god and you're using Mm. religion as a tool for you to continue to do something yeah that's that's and that's why that's so dangerous
0: And you know there's there's and then i'll doug i'll hand it off to you after this I'll be talking to somebody and I'll say, well, you know, how how are you doing? You know, just normal. And they'll say, Oh, I'm doing great. And I'm like, well, that's good. You know, why are you doing, well, why are you doing well? Uh, because, uh, all the time God is good and God is good all the time. (laughs) And there's nothing behind it other than just this cliche. Right. And I'm like, you know, if you really mean that, that's different, but, in the next sentence, you're saying that your life is falling apart. There's something's not gelling there. And so again, as we kind of develop into what does that relationship look like and what should not using Christ or religion as a tool, but rather it's life changing for us. Mm And so Doug, you were going to kind of take us down that path a little bit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 20. If you have your Bible anywhere close to you, or you have your uh, Bible app on your phone. But don't do that in the car. Yeah, yeah, good idea. You're in the car,
1: just listen.
2: Yes. Yeah, check this out. Um, This is uh, Paul's prayer for spiritual growth. Um, He says, When I think of all of this, I fall on my knees and I pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. And I pray. Uh, that from his his glorious unlimited resources, that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yesterday, when we were talking about what we were going to be talking about here today, we had uh, defined solutions as a human human answers right. for things that create pain, mm-hmm. um, and so. This is where it gets a little bit tricky because um, sometimes a human answer, like Gene said, can appear very spiritual. Think about Job's friends, um, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Elihu. Um, they, wow! I can't believe you knew. Yeah, that, that was awesome. Yeah. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, that was impressive. I was going to name my kids uh, by those names. <laughs> That's why it's fresh in my mind. So, um, but um, but they they were full of very religious sounding advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the answer that they gave, the solution that they gave, was, you know you, you should just repent of whatever kind of secret sin you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, but the problem was that what job was going through was not a secret sin. Right. Um, he was suffering um, for reasons that were never explained in the book of Job. Mm. Um, so what what you could ask yourself is, what does that reveal? About the heart of of those three friends that Job had, mm-hmm. I think it was that they had difficulty with the idea that sometimes people suffer, mm-hmm. even God fearing people, um, and and so there was almost the the idea was that I got to take this, I got to take control for myself, and I've got to tell myself that if I if I do something then maybe this will all go away. Mm. And so their solution was to get very religious. Um, And uh, they basically just wanted to stay in the driver's seat. But for those of you who are interested in looking into this a little bit deeper, Luke chapter 13 verses 1 through 5 and uh, John chapter 9 verse 2 are where Jesus actually talked about the very same thing, Mm. that suffering comes even to those who are faithful. Yeah. Um, and uh, so check that out if you have a chance. Um, then in verse 17, it kind of carries on, and it says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Yeah. Your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. So uh, so how do you stay strong? Well, it begins with trusting Jesus. I know it sounds kind of cliche, but... Um, but but think about it. Uh, if you're coming up with religious sounding answers, like Josh said, that's you being in the driver's mm-hmm, seat. Mm-hmm. That's using God as a tranquilizer, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of going before Him and saying, God, what do you have to say to me? Um, you know, we, we want to suppress the pain. I mean, it's a natural mm-hmm. thing. Nobody likes to be in pain. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to suffer. Um, Martin Luther did, but he was he was a weird cat. <laughs> Um, So then the the passage goes on Verse 18 it says And may you have the power to understand As all God's people should How wide Mm. How long How high And how deep His love Mm -hmm. is May you experience The love of God Or the love of Christ Though it is I love this Though it is too great to understand fully then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So I I just love that. May you may you experience this love, even though there's no way that you can fully understand it.
0: And how different that is than what you had just said when you use the word that some people will use God or use the Scripture as a tranquilizer. Mm-hmm. You know, to deaden the pain. Yeah. It's interesting because what he's saying is if Christ makes his home in your heart Mm -hmm. and the roots go down, then there's going to be a, a transformation. There's going to be a power that comes. Yes. That is basically going to overwhelm the shame if there's shame there. Yeah. And that's the only way to get healing from something like this. Yeah. Because. Even as we've talked about the other pieces, like we've talked about with, especially with denial, um, you know, and, and we could we could talk about all kinds of things. Anger, you know, blaming other people, those kind of things. If we can really get honest with ourselves, those aren't really working. Mm-hmm. They work for us little itty-bitty time. They distract us. They get us away from it for a moment, but it's still, it's still really there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's it's always there. Whereas what Doug is talking about is a complete transformation. There's a yeah. complete, and and we're not even going to be able to comprehend the whole thing.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's pretty awesome. That, that we're not exactly. even going to be able to comprehend the whole. It's going to be so right. much. Yeah. You know.
2: It's it's about the relationship. Yeah. Is what it really comes down to. Um, and uh, and actually, that's that's what you're
1: going to be talking yeah. about, Josh. Yeah. So I think after we have an experience with Christ, and we should have continual experiences with Christ, but after we have that initial true experience with Christ rather than an experience with religion, Mm. that leads us to having a fuller relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's the ultimate answer to the problem of having a shame-based identity. So how does a relationship with Jesus Christ remove a shame-based identity? Well, if we bring it away from the spiritual nature of it just for a second if you are in a relationship even a human relationship it changes your perspective Mm -hmm. and it really changes who you are you know how many times have you seen on television or in your life where like a guy starts dating a girl and then all of his buddies are like hey man you're not you're not the same guy you were (laughs) last week ever since you met tina you're not the same (laughs) Uh, I don't know know who Dean is, but the relationships that we're in change us, and the people that we hang around changes us. So that's infinitely more true when it comes to a relationship with God. We are naturally changed the more in relationship we are with God. So if being in a relationship with a human changes you, Mm -hmm. certainly being in a relationship with God is going to change you. But you still have your past, right? So you may say, okay, well, I may be changed by that relationship, but I still have these things in my past that I did, the things that make me not a good person, the things that I have shame for. But um, Scripture says, and this is Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and we all know this Scripture, Mm -hmm. so now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. So think about that for a second. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So realizing that you're in a relationship with God and that he no longer condemns you makes it possible for you to stop condemning yourself. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Because how can your identity be in something that doesn't exist? Hmm. Because your relationship with Christ doesn't just cover up the thing that you're feeling shame over. It removes it. It erases it. Uh So how can your identity be in something that no longer exists, that in the eyes of God didn't even happen? Yeah. It's not just that he's covered it up, which is what we've been talking about the last few weeks, right? Denial covers it up. Self-improvement covers it up. Religion, for the sake of religion, covers it up. Right. Christ removes it. So when the shame is removed that you've had your identity in, the only thing left for your identity to be in is in Jesus Christ. And Jesus says that he transforms us into a new creation, right? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says we're made into a new creation. Right. And so when we are a new creation, we can see ourselves, we can see God, and we can see our circumstances and our past mm-hmm. through God's eyes instead of through our own. Mm-hmm. And that is how a relationship with Christ can remove our shame rather than just covering it up. Yes. Because we look at ourselves and we say we're not worthy. We're not good enough.
0: Right.
1: But the Father sees us through the perfection of Jesus. Right. Scripture says that he puts his righteousness on us like clothes. Yep. So we're clothed in his righteousness. So our past no longer can be held against us. Not by the world, not by the judgment of God, and it shouldn't be. Held against us by ourselves, mm-hmm. usually we're the last ones to let go of it. God lets go of uh, God lets go of it first. Then, as we change and we're transformed, the world lets go of it. Mm-hmm. We're usually the last ones to let go of our shame. Yeah. And so, we want to encourage you: if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you've not had that experience, if you're only in a place of religion, please call us. There's a phone number. And a way to contact us at the end of the podcast. And we would love to connect you and talk to you about what that looks like. Next week, we're going to wrap up the podcast series uh, with some practical steps and some questions that you can ask yourself to help move yourself in the direction of that relationship. Today, we sort of talked about the definition of what it means to be healed from your Mm shame-based identity. Next week, we'll have some practical steps, some practical questions, and we'll walk with you on what that looks like. So, Gene, would you like to close us in prayer?
0: Sure. God, we uh, we do thank you for, uh, as Josh said, your your Son, and that you see us through your Son. And um, God, I just pray that uh, everybody who's listening to this podcast, as Doug said, would would experience the love that um, is is too full to comprehend. God, just I just pray that you would wash over us, Lord, that you would. Um, um, overwhelm us with the love that you have for us, Lord, and, and wash away those feelings of doubt or self-condemnation, um, and that scriptures like Romans 8-1 would resonate in us as being true and not just something uh, that we can quote. And, um, and God, we, we look forward to that uh, journey with you, those experiences that we can have that you tell us are for us um, as we have accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And so, Jesus, we thank you for the sacrifice. And, um, Holy Spirit, we thank you for the wisdom and the truth that you give us. And we just ask that you continue to guide our path. And, Jesus, is in your name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If we can be an encouragement for you in your prayer life, or if you'd just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can do so by calling us at 864-688-8355, or you can visit our website, brookwoodchurch.org forward slash
0: care.